Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. Reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman tomorrow. There's an auction for tractors, tools, pressure washers, robot lawnmowers, vehicles, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Patrick Mahomes has played six years as a starter. He's now going to the AFC Championship game for the sixth consecutive year. He did it last year without Tyreek Hill. What's going to happen if he doesn't have Tyreek Hill? Well, he went out and won a Super Bowl. Now he's doing it with a bunch of young, marginal wide receivers. And he won on the road. How is Patrick Mahomes going to win if he doesn't have the same type of pass catchers? Is he going to win on the road? I mean, he's only played at home during the checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. All logical questions, by the way, that he's given answers to. Right. I'm fine with it. It's all good. So where is he now when it comes to playoff wins? He is 13th, meaning he has 13 playoff wins. He is tied with Favre and Roethlisberger. He is one behind Manning, Elway, and Bradshaw. He goes to the Super Bowl. He will only be behind Brady and Joe Montana. What he has done, I understand this is Broncos country. And I've always said, and I've been consistent about it, I cheer for greatness. I really, really do. But this guy, how you cannot sit and appreciate who he is and what he has accomplished, then you're just a hater. Yeah, without question. And his versatility... Uh, and the ways that he's won and his willingness to accept the manner in which he needs to attack defenses and play is remarkable. He's not a square peg trying to be jammed into a round uh, space. He is a guy that's got a phenomenal coach who more than anyone follows the creed of making things work with the talent that he has. The the offensive creativity of Andy Reid and the work that he does to put players in a position to be successful is remarkable. And every coach says it, right? Every coach says, well, we want to do things that put our guys in the best position to win. But Andy Reid changes revamps, cuts here, does a little different move here. Their pregame or uh, pre-snap movement is different. They change it all the time. They're doing unique things. The guy is just incredible, and Mahomes is the great producer of it. I understand he was whining earlier this season when that play happened with Travis Kelsey and Kadarius Toney was offside. He shouldn't have gone there. When he eventually saw the play, he kind of walked it back a little bit. I'm glad that he did. Let's face it. When you listen to him talk, he has kind of a whiny type of a voice anyway. So when he actually does whine, it sounds like he's really whining. But I'm sure Broncos country and every other fan base in the country is just waiting for the trap door to open on this guy. 
and it might happen after this season. There are reports, specifically Michelle Tafoya, saying Travis Kelsey might retire after this season. Mm -hmm. Chris Jones has basically said, this could be my last season here. And now there are rumblings, this could be the last season for Andy Reid. When John Elway brought in Peyton Manning, I was consistent in saying this. You have the, for John Elway, you have the Manning era and the post-Manning era. And I said that around 2013, because eventually Manning was going to retire. We saw what post-Manning looked like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't pleasant to watch. Still digging out from underneath it. And now the Jackals are getting ready for Reed, Kelsey, and Jones to walk out the door to say, see, it wasn't that good. He had people around him. I guess we'll find out. Even if that happened, let's just say for the sake, let's say the Jackals get their howl and enjoy their moment. Even with that, the dude has gone to the championship game of the AFC six straight years. And he has won the Super Bowl 33% of the time. I, I mean, even if they get their way, and they are, are able to say in some perverse, I told you so manner. Patrick Mahomes has been in 13 playoff games or 13 playoff wins, right? Is that what it is? 13 playoff wins? Yeah. 13 playoff wins in six years, and he's been to six straight conference championships. That, that book is being written with indelible ink. I mean, I think people were waiting to jump on Mahomes because, oh, let's see how he does on the road in Buffalo where it's a tough place to win. Check that box. I didn't think they were going to win, but it didn't surprise me that they did. I didn't think there was much difference, certainly, between the two teams. I was very thankful for the level of intrigue and the level of play in that game. It was a fan... It was just an absolutely fantastic football game to watch. I thought it was going to be the best one of the weekend. It was the best one of the weekend. I think looking at this from a 500-foot view, and this is the only analogy I can come up with, Tiger Woods is to Jack Nicholas what Patrick Mahomes is to Tom Brady. When Tiger Woods started his career Mm -hmm. and he got off on a tear, the only thing that I think most golf fans thought about was, will he be able to catch Jack Nicholas for most wins in a major? And now that's all that's really left for Patrick Mahomes. Will he be able to catch Tom Brady? I mean, if you had to rank the top quarterbacks, for starters, if Patrick Mahomes announced today, he is, or after the season, announced he's retiring. He's a Hall of Famer. First ballot. Yes. Not like Terrell Davis, who had to wait a while. Mm -hmm. Not like Gail Sayers, who had to wait a while. Yeah. Okay. Slam dunk, first ballot, period. Yes. Right? But now, that's what I'm watching for. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what most people are watching for. It's not a... I mean, he's played six years as a starter. He already holds 13 NFL records. Yeah. You know, the most remarkable thing about... And Mahomes is Mahomesian. I mean... Still young, 13 wins already. He'll be 29 right? when the season starts. He's chasing roughly. Tom Brady, and he still doesn't even have half the number of wins that Tom Brady has. I, Tom Brady 
has 35 all-time wins in the NFL postseason. Joe Montana is next at 16. That's 50% more. That's 57% more if than he wins any the, other player in NFL history. If the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. I'm not so sure they will, Mahomes will be sitting at 15. Yep. One behind Joe Montana. Yep. And it's not like Joe Montana played six years. I mean, again, putting into perspective. Right. No, you're right. For the amount of time he has played, it's been nothing short of remarkable. And I understand why people hate him. And, and they and they already have Mahomes fatigue, just like people had Brady fatigue. I get it. I get it. Is Josh Allen quickly becoming what Phil Mickelson was to Tiger? I think he still has time to rally it. But certainly their postseason misses against the Chiefs accentuate that struggle. 0-3. And they've had decent success in the regular season. More than more than decent success. But we don't but we don't don't view that. Should we? I think it I think you take it into account. I am not of a mind that Josh Allen is some abject failure. Oh no. Josh Allen is five and five in the postseason and has put his team in a position to be there every single year. They just haven't been able to get over the hump. Josh Allen has played what, five years? That's all right. Yeah, that's yeah. Played five years. Yeah. Peyton Manning didn't win a Super Bowl till year eight. Didn't get to a Super Bowl until year eight. And fortunately for Peyton Manning, when he got to the Super Bowl, Rex Grossman was waiting for him. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But Mahomes is on another level. Based on anybody in the game today, you can't, there is no one that you can roll out that can compare to Patrick Mahomes. The way people look at Josh Allen nationally is, I believe, exactly how people nationally looked at John Elway through the 80s and the majority of the 90s. Yeah, puts up big numbers. He's exciting. He's athletic. He has a big arm. Doesn't want anything. Same thing as Josh Allen. But what's he want? He hasn't even been to a Super Bowl. Right. Now, John Elway went to Super Bowl. Sure. When he finally got there, you know, you you wanted you wanted to, you know, turn off the TV by halftime and walk away because you're like, it's like watching your puppy get kicked. It's like I can't I can't take this anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was hard. Broncos fans understand the Bills fans' misery. Yes. Because the Bills got trashed in three of those four Super Bowls when they went to four in a row. And the Broncos, I mean, against the Redskins, right? against the Niners, it was tough to watch. Yeah, they were. There's plenty of time with Josh Allen. Without question. Josh Allen is still on a very positive track as a player. And there's room for improvement. I I thought their play calling really lacked um, sensibility late in that football game. I, I, I I didn't understand their play selection once they got the ball to the 26, first and 10 at the 26 in a game where clearly they needed to score a touchdown to force Mahomes in the last minute, minute, 20 seconds of the game to go the length of the field and score a touchdown. I, I didn't understand throwing it into maybe once into the end zone to take a shot at it. Okay. They threw it twice into the end zone. They stopped going underneath. I thought they went for more of the big nut 
instead of just taking the morsels along the way. Well, how did they get to the point they got to? Ran the ball consistently, controlled the line of scrimmage. They they went into a little bit of panic mode. A little bit. A little bit of panic mode good, because yeah. what they thought was, wait a minute, if we don't score a touchdown, right, Patrick Mahomes will have a chance to win it. And when you play a great quarterback, you tend to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily <laughs> do. The best example I can give you right. is, and, and, and honestly, I'm going to butcher this, but I believe it was a, I think it might have been a regular season game, not a playoff game, where the Patriots were playing the Colts, and the Patriots had the ball like inside their own like 30, inside their own 25, and it was late in the game. It was something like fourth and two, fourth and three, and Belichick went for it with the game tied mm. or something like that because he was so afraid of Peyton Manning. Well, and as it turns out, the Colts won that game. Yeah. All you need to say is 13 seconds when it comes to Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. Right. 13 seconds, two plays, 44 yards. Harrison Buckner wins it for you. Right. That's the reality. Coming up after the break, big win for the Nuggets on Friday. Or was it? Because we kind of discounted the loss against Philadelphia, right? So if you're going to discount the loss against the Sixers, why are people making a big deal out of the win over the Celtics? That's next. With Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for tractors, tools, pressure washers, robot lawnmowers, vehicles and more auction is open right now at rollerauction.com get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash mhs in the meantime it's never too early to start thinking about lunch or dinner 
My suggestion, go to Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them off of 36 in Pecos. They have the, they're not just the best barbecue spot in town. Honestly, I think they're one of the best restaurants in town. The variety is amazing. If you're a vegetarian, they have tons of stuff for you, like a wild salmon Reuben. They have a meatloaf that is unbelievable with a uh, mushroom balsamic glaze. I mean, the creativity. And then, of course, you can get great ribs. They make their own sauces. They have four different types of sauces homemade desserts in outstanding size. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew again. Find them on 36th and Pecos. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool shit since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. Generally speaking, you and I kind of discounted the Nuggets loss against the 76ers say aberration in the playoffs. You're not going to give up 78 points in the first half. And B took over in the fourth quarter with a little over six minutes to go, but we kind of discounted. Okay. No big deal. It's a loss. It's on the road. They're a good team and B's playing well. So why would we put that much emphasis on the Nuggets beating the Celtics? I don't know if I'd put that much emphasis on it. I think it's a nice flex moment. I think it's a nice moment where you can have two players that I think we deem, uh, since we watch them all the time, as the one of the best one-two punches in all the NBA being able to uh, assert itself at a time when they needed it. Does it mean a, anything in the grand scheme of things? No, not, not really. But it's a nice win in a place where no one else has done it. The thing that changes this a little bit is the fact that the Celtics had won 20 straight at home without a loss. But I don't think that that means it didn't mean that they would necessarily play better and beat Washington yesterday, and they screwed around in that game for about a half until they finally just said enough is enough. But no, I, your, your point is a good one. But I think that Michael Malone said it before the, before the game in Philadelphia. We don't use this as a measuring stick. We know that this is a really good team we're playing. We know we're a really good team. There's, what's the difference with Boston? We know they're a really good team. We know we're a really good team. And this is it. Never show the twain meet. They only play two games against Philly. They only play two against Boston. This would have been a bigger win last year. Winning this game, you think beating the Celtics on their floor and they hadn't lost at home. You think that's a big deal to a team that just won a title? It, they're the they're the in, they're the reigning NBA champions, right? The reigning NBA champs don't have litmus tests, right? There are there are Boston has a litmus test, yeah, against the Nuggets. I mean, I but think not it, the other way around. It would have been a really nice win for the Boston Celtics, and and don't get me wrong, it was a really nice win for the Nuggets, but not for anything that gives you. Uh, long-term effects. It's a game. You win it. You have a flex moment. Your two big guys played really well. They were the main reason you won the game, which is a reaffirming thought. That's how they won 16 games last year in the NBA playoffs. But this is just a reaffirming game about the Nuggets, who are an NBA title contender. But so are the Celtics and Probably not quite as much, but so are the 76ers, right? Yep. Okay, good. So what did we really learn? Nothing. 
when they want to play. Well, and and that's the thing. And I'm not going to call it a light switch mentality because I've said that many times about them. When they want to play and their big guys step up, they're pretty hard to beat. And we didn't. And, even, and they played terrific defense in that game as well. And we didn't even learn that. That's just basic, basically confirmation for what we already knew, right? Right. So there, so there it is. But the, the this thing, the Nuggets season starts in April. Right. That's it. Other anything before that is basically positioning for the playoffs, and then it's the run to the to the to trying to get to another NBA title. Twenty games. Or sixteen games you need, but it took twenty last year. It's about developing get. your bench. That's that's and, what and, this is about. And and they're and they're a ways down the road to doing it, and they're still a ways down the road from getting it done. They're I think that they're getting some idea of who they trust. And if you believe that Michael Malone is going to come away with three or maybe four, although he's going to shorten the bench as the season gets uh, later, he'll shorten the bench. Who will those three guys be? Where's the trust? Peyton Watson, Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown are the three most likely candidates. Yeah, where's Julian Strother been? Julian Strother's got to defend. Yep. He's a, and he's injured, yeah, he's injured yeah. right now, and he's been a streak shooter. Yeah. But that, you know. But those guys have all got to develop. And by the way, when I said I knew that he was injured, sure. what I meant was, has he been as consistent as Christian Brown was last year? No. 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 A better score, but we knew that he was a better score. Right. That, that, that's, but scoring is not <clears throat> always the-, the key for what you need off the bench for this team. Right. You've got scores. That, that front five can score pretty much anywhere. Right. Coming up after the break, after watching the games over the weekend... As we head into the championship games, what did we learn about the Broncos? Are they a ways away or are they closer than maybe we think? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman tomorrow. There's an auction for tractors, tools, pressure washers, robot lawnmowers, vehicles, and more. Auction is open at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Well, I suppose it depends how you look at it. When you look at the Broncos during the regular season, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Packers. So if we're going to do this circular logic thing Mm -hmm. of, hey, the Broncos beat them, 
they can't be that far away, right? Can't be that far away, are they? I wouldn't say they're close, but I would say they're closer. Of course, <laughs> you look at any of the last six, seven years, I, I mean, it's hard not to improve from that to some degree, right? By the way, remember I told you in the last segment that somebody put out there that, um, hey, listen, the Broncos did beat the Packers and the Chiefs and the Bills. Mm -hmm. And you said, I'm probably talking about somebody, which I am. That person also put out there that the Broncos beat the 49ers last year. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And, and what and what did that get them, just out of curiosity? Likes. Yeah. More followers. Okay. Well, more ass-kissing. Well, more boot-licking. I would argue that three wins in the manner in which they beat, not so much Buffalo, although going on the road in Buffalo, I don't care how Buffalo was playing, going on the road and winning in Buffalo was notable. The manner in which they beat the Chiefs at home was notable. Yeah. The manner that they pounded the uh, the Browns at home. That was their most impressive win. That was, to me, their yep. most impressive win. Yep. Yep. Um, their most impressive finish was finishing off the Chiefs the way they did. Their most impressive game was beating Cleveland the way that they did. The no Broncos' five-game winning streak was very impressive. No, no question. Okay, and they beat some good teams, and they forced turnovers at, at a rate that we rarely see over a five-game stretch. But then they wound up losing games when the pressure was really on. How much pressure is really on a team when you're one and five? No, you're absolutely right. And even Sean Payton notes that when the Broncos were in the plus column for turnovers, they were 8-0, and when they were... <laughs> And when they were on the negative side, they were like 0-8 or 0-7 or something like that. Look, and I, and I will say this about Sean Payton. I don't think Sean Payton is a the-glass-is-half-full kind of guy. I, I think Sean Payton really? takes, I think he takes a pretty long, hard look at things. And my guess is, is probably pretty honest about where they are. I think he sounded that way. Uh, in his in his postseason press conference, he wasn't he wasn't taking any victory laps. He said, "You know, they're eight and nine. That that's what we are. That's how we judge ourselves. They're eight and nine. Are the Broncos closer? Yes. Do they still have a ways to go? Maybe even a little longer than you thought because we don't know what the hell's going on with their quarterbacking situation. And Get back to me on that. And we don't know what their roster is going to look like if." They do get rid of Wilson, which it looks like they likely mm -hmm. will do. Are they going to eat it over one year? Eat it over two years. Right. And if you decide to eat it over either one or two years, you might have to start cutting players. You Cer might have to start trading players. Certainly restructuring players. Yeah. And you got to have willing, you got to have players that are willing to do that. There, there's a lot of questions right now. A lot of questions. But. I think there are more questions going into yes. this upcoming offseason than there were last offseason. I think you can make a better case that you should be worried more about the Broncos going into this season yeah, because you than, don't than, have, than encouraged, yes. even though they won eight games, three more than the previous season. You don't have your quarterback situation defined. 
you don't have any, you may have a what you think is a reasonable plan, but as of right now, your quarterback situation is undefined. You don't know who you're going into next year running your team. Generally speaking, you're going to be running your team with somebody else's backup who is on another roster. That is correct. Or a rookie. That and I right. doubt I, it is going to be a rookie. It's not It's not going to be a rookie. I, I, I cannot see a rookie running Sean Payton's offense. And what does your... What does your offense look like? Knowing that Jerry Judy might not be back, right? And we don't know if Cortland Sutton is going to be back. And are they really going to give Tim Patrick the vet veteran minimum, which they might do, right? He likes, I've heard he likes Tim Patrick. Everybody but he, loves but Tim he doesn't like Tim Patrick at his... You know that deal has to be restructured. No, no, that that, that will be restructured yes, without or else, question, or else will be let go. Right. But let's be honest how how good do you feel about Tim Patrick coming off of two major injuries two years in a row? Yeah, worse than I did last year did coming you, off of an injury that cost him all the season. Do you really want to roll the dice with Tim, who's a great guy, and slot him in as one of your top three wide receivers and go with that? Pretty dangerous. Yeah. Pretty dangerous. Yeah. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll get into the other games from NFL's divisional round. And is Nathan McKinnon the current frontrunner for the Hart Trophy? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for tractors, tools, pressure washers, Robot lawnmowers, vehicles, and more. The auction is open at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Okay, just in case you missed it, uh, besides the Chiefs beating the Bills, the other games from this weekend's divisional round featured the Ravens using a big second half to beat the Texans, the 49ers erasing a deficit to sneak by the Packers, and the Lions beating the Bucks to advance to their first NFC Championship game since 1991. 
Uh, other than Kansas City Buffalo, what stuck out to you from NFL's divisional round games? The way that the Lions ran the ball in a similar fashion to the way that the Packers ran the ball against the 49ers, who came into that game with a lock-solid defensive reputation and left it with, I think, some lingering questions. In a game that Brock Purdy wasn't particularly good, I think San Francisco is still not a team to be trifled with. Don't get me wrong. But I can see a path for Detroit. Don't know if I'm going to pick it yet, but I can see a path for Detroit. But I'll, I'll say this, and I think I've said this for the last five, six weeks, Baltimore's the best team in the NFL. Were you overly impressed with Baltimore against Houston? I was in the second half. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was an even game at halftime, and, uh, and I wasn't sure how it was going to play. Well, I was fairly sure how it was going to play out but they were so dominant in the second half. I have been bullish on Brock Purdy for a long time. You have. And after watching that game against the Packers, um, I'm not as bullish. Yeah. I understand it was raining. Yeah. I get it. But he was missing guys mm-hmm. badly. He was. I mean, badly as badly as bad can be. And we don't know about Debo Samuel. He's probably a 50-50. Ah, it's a big... That's a, that's a... You need that guy... Well, you need all your weapons, right? I mean, you're a better football team when you have all your weapons. But that's very intriguing game. Both games are going to be remarkably intriguing matchups. I know that the Packers are on the come. I know that their trajectory is going up. And Jordan Love has become quite a quarterback Mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time. But he looked really good against that 49ers defense. And that young wide receiver quarter looked really good. And they ran the ball well. And I'm starting to wonder, are the 49ers as good as we thought they were? I think it's a fair question. Now, that's a relative question. We know they're a good football team. That's that's not in debate. We know they're a good football team. Can they be a great football team? I think that that's what I'm wondering a little bit more of after seeing them last week. Yeah. All right, just in case you missed it, the number three ranked Colorado Buffalo's women's basketball team has played their last three games versus top 10 opponents, Stanford, UCLA, and USC. They beat Stanford and USC, but lost on Friday to UCLA, a game that featured a sellout with an all-time attendance record at 11,338. Uh, the hype around this team is real. What do you what do you make of what's going on in Boulder with Colorado's Lady Hoops team? J.R. Payne has done an unbelievable job in her like seventh or eighth year building this program to a national status. Three straight games against teams ranked in the top eight. They drew nearly twenty thousand fans to games on Friday and Sunday, and have a very good chance at hosting the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. This story is gaining some real momentum in a conference, by the way, that five teams are ranked and four of them are ranked in the top eight. So it's no fluke. They're doing it in a Pac-12 that in its last year is really, really solid. So with the way that they have played this year, what is their floor of expectations for the tournament? You got to be a Sweet 16. If you're going to be hosting, I think, the, I think the floor needs to be higher than that. Yeah, I think you probably need to be an Elite Eight team. Would a 
with them failing to get to the Final Four be a disappointment? Well, I don't know if I'd say that quite yet. There How have, about the Elite Eight? I, Elite, I think Elite Eight is a reasonable expectation after being a Sweet 16 team going on the road. You've got a chance to host this year. Come on, man. Let's go. Right. Let's go. And you know what? These women seem more than equal and willing not and really kind of motivated by the challenge. There's some there's some hard asses on that team. Jalen Sherrod, man, is a player. Yeah. She shows up and balls. Good for them. I think it's a great story. So funny. We spent so much time, and rightfully so, talking about the football team. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so, with the influx of excitement sure. and money and talent. But maybe coming out of this, the most excitement should be around the women's basketball team. Well, it is, show me a better program on that campus based on the results yep. to this point in the last two years. There isn't one. Yep. Period. Skiing. And I'm not diminishing skiing, but I'm saying... This is a team that could win a national title. Yeah. And and that's not with a chuckle at the end. Right. Anyway. So what you're saying, it's not all downhill from here. Oh, no. I, I expect this team to continue to get totally better. Totally missed that. Right, no, I got it. Pretty uh, pretty cool to see Shador Sanders and Jordan Seaton in the first row in that game against UCLA Yeah, he had, his, he had all of his offensive line guys, right? So good well, for Well, daughter plays for the team, doesn't she? Doesn't Deion Sanders' daughter play for the women's yes, basketball team? Yes, she does. Yeah, Shalami, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know how much she plays. I'm not sure. They were there to support their sister, and the women's basketball team. There were a lot of people there. It was cool. Yeah. All right. Just in case you missed it, Abs put seven goals on the board in their seven to, seven to four win over the Flyers, as Logan O'Connor recorded yep. his first career hat trick. Uh, nice of Nathan McKinnon to to pass that puck yeah. to him at the end. Uh, McKinnon had five points in that game. He now leads the NHL with 77 points. Uh, McKinnon in a league of his own right now. If the season ended today, would he be your Hart Trophy winner as NHL MVP? Yeah, although I yes, the answer is yes. But but I but the best part of the day of the, the, the aftermath of him <coughs> scoring five points to take over the scoring lead, <coughs> excuse me, was him being asked the question, "Well, how does it feel to be leading the league in scoring?" And he said, "It's halfway through the year." Right. And he was just totally dry and matter-of-fact about it because that's how Nathan McKinnon is. But you, to your point, the way that he laid off the puck for Logan O'Connor, very much aware that he was on the verge of a hat trick, was just so classy and cool. And McKinnon could have had a hat, hat trick, trick himself. himself. Yep. That should tell you, what for as hard as he is on his guys, he can be obviously unselfish too. And you know what? I think it's important for Nathan McKinnon to win the Hart Trophy. I think that's something that he needs to have on his resume. Not not to be considered a great player, not to be considered a Hall of Famer, but it's something that is important to have that you were considered for one year the best player in the league because very few players get that on. Is he the front runner right now in your estimation? I would think that he is. I would think so, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Yeah, Kucherov's really the only guy maybe I'd put there with them. Right. Yep. Although Edmonton Edmonton is now red hot. I think they've won 13 in a row. So look out for the Oilers. They, they are. They, they are just picked hot. up Corey Perry. Yeah. 
Wow. I like Corey Perry mm. as a player. Yeah. I don't know what he's like off the ice. Apparently, sure. that's what got him into trouble with the Blackhawks. Right. Let's keep uh, keep McDavid's mom away from him. Oh, my God. <laughs> you went there. That a boy. Your mom's hot. Maybe we'll go after Zach Wilson's mom. At least it's a different sport. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Always great specials. Right now, 15% off all French wines. Uh, great selection. Outstanding service. How do you pronounce it? Sommelier. I was... Sommelier. Sommelier. They have lots oh, of them oui, on oui, staff. Oh, monsieur. Tu es très formidable. Why don't you finish the show in French? No, I can't. I'm not good enough. I'm not varied enough in French. Je parle un peu de français. Necesito ir. <laughs> Nosotros. I was going to try and do the whole ah, thing. That was a fail. I was a big Such fail. a strong show right to the very end. Yeah, I'm going to want to look or find them off call facts order online. At, we, um, we failed on fourth and a foot. We really did. Okay. <laughs> Gordon, Alex, great job today. Alex, great to have you back from Hawaii. Absolutely. Nice savage tan you have Looking going good. on. Thank you. Thank and you. I wish you would shower because you still smell like coconut. Great job, Bruce. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible day you can.